Kentucky Roll Call podcasts are brought to you by Cornbread Hemp. Do you cheer for a team without a head coach? Is prayer the only way you'll hear your team's name on Selection Sunday? You might be suffering from depression, anxiety, or what we like to call March Sadness. Have no fear, Cornbread Hemp is here. Cornbread Hemp's organic, full-spectrum CBD products have just what you need to relieve everyday anxiety. Try our Extra Strength Gummies today. Use the promo code BIGX at checkout and get 30% off your purchase at cornbreadhemp.com. Don't wait to beat the buzzard. Try Cornbread Hemp today. Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be- cap, just the cat, just cats. Cats, cats. Cats tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's going to throw. Conrad. Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. Rubbish! There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable, what an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday to you, March 9th, 2022. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Oh, 14.50 a.m. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen all here on your hump day, wacky Wednesday morning championship week rolls on. Nick Roush, how are you? I'm doing pretty well this morning. I'm got a little pep in my step. The, the madness, it's here. Um, I know we, we've we've mentioned this a few times throughout this lead up after uh, this, this lead up to March Madness after a rough year for the Kentucky basketball team. But I did the thing again yesterday where I started daydreaming about Kentucky going to the Final Four and cutting down the nets and like, oh wow, like this feels. It feels tangible. I know it's we're you you have those dreams every year that Kentucky can do it, but like it feels feels very possible. And I just I just man, I got I got I got very excited yesterday driving back from Lexington uh, at Kentucky football spring practice. Those drives on sixty four, they just they feel a little different in March. I don't know. They they hit me a little different. Just driving. Uh, normally the weather's pretty good, although yesterday, today, maybe this week excluded, but most of the time during March, it's pretty good. So good. I'm glad you're pumped up about it. I am as well. I've got another question for you here in a second, but at first, got to throw it over to my guy, Justin Kalen. Justin, how are you? I am phenomenal. I get an off day today, so I'm really excited about it. Wow. Well earned, yeah. too. Yes. I, uh, I, I have nothing planned other than taking a nap, so that's how my day's going to go. I'm not going to take a nap all day, but I'm going to take a long nap. Sounds pretty great. How 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 did the Doss J Town game go? I mean, I know who oh, won. Oh, it was great. 
Yeah, uh, back and, how, back and forth, out. back and forth all the way throughout. The call was pretty solid. I was pretty happy with it. Um, yeah, great game. Great game. And unfortunately for Roush. Boo. Roush, I will, I will tell you, though, Roush, I left Valley High School last night, and I told my color commentary guy this as well. I think the wrong team won last night. I think Doss was the better team last night. J-Town just found a way to get it done. But it was unfortunate. I thought the Dragons were the better team. Wow. Mm. Bias play-by-play guy. Interesting. Uh, game's over now. I could say that. <laughs> wow. Well, there's another game uh, as mm-hmm. well yesterday, and Nick Roush was in attendance at Freedom Hall to watch the Bellarmine Knights win the A-Sun. Didn't take him too long joining D1 to win themselves a championship. Scotty Davenport and the boys are rolling. Uh, hopefully rolling to the NIT, but probably to some postseason play. Just unfortunately, Roush, not the NCAA tournament. But what a scene and what an environment it looked like on TV. You were knee-deep in it. Yes, yes, I was. It was, uh, man, such a great time out at Freedom Hall. That I, I can't remember the last event that I – attended at a sporting event I attended at a freedom hall but uh you know caramel corn and roasted german nut jokes aside like that place is a great place to watch a basketball game not not a bad seat in the house place was rocking and rolling they didn't have uh the like in the end zones it wasn't completely rolled out they just had a couple bleachers set up for the students so it, it wasn't ready for max capacity but i i, I like that they had the students close uh, to the floor. I bet there was 10, 12,000 people there. Um, and that place was loud. That place was rocking and rolling. Uh, we took Duke with us. He, he wasn't, um, he wasn't so sure about all the sound. And I actually ran into a friend who's got a kid around the same age that was there. And he, he loves going to the games. They're like, yeah, normally we bring headphones, um, to when we know it's going to be very loud, not used to having this many people at freedom hall for the game. So it was, uh, it was a crazy atmosphere. Uh, there in Bellarmine, just my goodness, they could not, they couldn't miss from downtown. I mean, not only did they start out on fire, I think they hit their first four shots were made threes, but then in the second half, uh, when things, I don't want to say got desperate, but you know, it's you're, you're watching a different style of basketball. This isn't let's get up and down the court. Bellarmine, they, they milked the shot clock for the most part. Um, and, and you know, when, when teams start pressing towards the end, uh, they get a little bit more ball pressure on defense, you can throw up some garbage and even their, their prayers were answered on some of those deep long threes. I mean, uh, 25, my God, like the one shot he hit, they, they keep showing them like the sports center highlights, just incredible. And that was the, uh, I, th- that was the moment I was, I, I is one of those shots where you stand up for the three and when it goes, you put your hand up and then when it goes in, gets the big tomahawk. I mean, that was the moment you knew that that Bellarmine was going to win that basketball game. And an awesome moment at Freedom Hall. Yeah, watching the game, you were following along. You're like, Bellarmine's so hot from outside. But, hey, Jacksonville not too terribly far out of it. If Bellarmine kind of cools off, this could be a game. But as the game went on, and credit Jacksonville, they, they, they did hang around. But Bellarmine just never really had – a super long cold streak it, it's just they were they were feeling it and they would maybe go like a few minutes without a three but then they'd get a clean look and somebody would just bury it so congrats to them they get the win mm. did freedom hall still smell like german roasted nuts it did it did it wasn't as pungent 
Like it was still there. Uh, but uh, and in, in those, there wasn't a smell of livestock either, um, which I think that was actually probably the last time I was in Freedom Hall was around the state fair or something like that. Uh, but uh, the refs, they were still, uh, whoo, man, uh, I had I had a moment, TJ. I had a moment. Uh, well, do tell. Well, so there was a couple moments with questionable calls. Uh, Jacksonville had a five-point possession where if you, when you looked on replay, the dude blew his whistle after the ball left his hand. So it was the right call. He just made the foul call late. Like the dude was fouling the post feed before the guy shot it. He just didn't call it till after it left. So that was big to kind of get him back in the game. At one point, they called a foul. A guy, a Bellarmine player takes a charge. They give it a no call. But the rebound bounces towards him, and a guy corrals it, shoots it, makes it, and they call a foul on the Bellarmine player that's just on the floor trying not to get stepped on. He got stepped on, and they called a foul. That's when the arena got really charged up, got juiced up. And then with about two and a half minutes to go, uh, for most of the second half, I had Duke. Uh, we, 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 I was first half in charge of Duke. Second half, he was hanging with mom. I was sitting in front of him. Um, we'd been bribing him with sweets and treats, but eventually he just, he needed to hang out with dad. So there's about two and a half minutes left. Bellarmine, they're, they're classic. Let's, let's milk the clock. Things look dire, but the Jacksonville pressure, it, it eventually broke down. Bellarmine was able to get it to a guy who drove to the basket. And as he's leaving the floor, guy slides under him and one should have given them a nine point lead. Instead, they call a charge and, I stood up with Duke in my left hand, and I'm only about eight rows up off the floor. And the ref, of course, he, it, it's like a long timeout. He's standing right there, and I just – I mean, it was a good 30 seconds of me just like, you are a disgrace to officiating. How you're going to go back, and you're going to watch that film, and you're going to regret that you ever got this job because you're terrible at it. And it was, it, was, it was like that for a good 30 seconds to a minute with my son in one hand and a finger pointing at the official in the other. Wow. Great job, Nick. Go ahead and teach your son to complain about refs, too. We don't hear enough of it. You know, I just – he had to know that it's intolerable. Like, uh, <laughs> incompetence is 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 not tolerated in the Roush house. But I could feel my wife sta sta staring daggers through me. Meanwhile, the guy next to me was like, dude, nice job, man. That was that was pretty good. <laughs> what, Justin, how much do we think a beer at Freedom Hall runs nowadays? Um, I'm going to guess like seven. Oh, Wow. Is that what it is? Nailed it. Good nice. job, Scoots. Nice. Yeah, I think it was eight for premium or something, but zero beers for Nick Roush last night. What? Um, so you're screaming out at officials just sober? Yeah, I do it all the time. And it's just that this time he got the chance to hear me, and I think he was listening like, oh, God, he's right. I'm going to have to go back and watch this, and I'm going to hate myself because that was a dumb, stupid, terrible call. What? How did you get such great seats? Uh, we, family friends, they, uh, they had, they get a ton of season tickets and, and that was what I think was one of the cooler parts about it is like, you know, but like they drew a lot of casual fans in, you know, people in the city of Louisville like good basketball. And if they had the chance, they were going to buy a $15 ticket and, you know, sit wherever they could. But for the most part, especially where we were like family friends of all, they get like nine season tickets and they go to all the games. That's what they do. Um, there's like that there's friends, there's people that played there and you know, their daughters were there and there's like, there's guys that I knew that played there. It, it really is a kind of a community. I mean, it's a community school 
you know, uh, it was the, the a who's who of South End folks were there. Um, but like to see them who I, I know they've been able to win national championships in Division II, um, go to Elite Eights, but it's different to see them do this on the big stage at Freedom Hall. And it's so funny because uh, my one guy, Jeff, Jeff is a very quiet guy. You know, he's in his late 50s. And he, you know, he, he's one of those guys. He's funny, but he, you know, I don't ever see him. You know, he, he, he really lets loose at like weddings and just Bellarmine basketball games. And he was losing his mind. And when the students rushed the court, he sprinted down there. He was one of the first ones out there. It's like, man, this is just awesome. Like to see people just completely go all in and, and get rewarded for so quickly too. So it was, it was a big moment for Bellarmine, a big moment for that community. Just a, a special, special note. Yeah, it's awesome, and I think we were right in saying that in the long run, while super-duper crappy they can't play in the NCAA tournament, they may actually get more press just by the situation that they're in, and you had everybody talking about them last night not being able to go to the tournament, and everybody took issue with it. So mm -hmm. that did actually happen where everybody was like, wait, what they, they won and they can't go. This is ridiculous. So it brought a ton of attention to Bellarmine. Great for them. Great night for the program. I don't think anybody's overly surprised, which I think is the cool part about it. But uh, last night, just your, your factual confirmation that they transitioning to D one would, will not be a problem for Bellarmine and Roush, our kids will grow up in this city and have another state team that I'm sure more years than not will be going to the NCAA tournament. And that's pretty awesome. And, and obviously UofL, as much as we like to, to rag and rip on them, and we'll do more of that later today, they'll, they are a good basketball program. Kentucky, obviously. NKU came up just a bit short. Obviously Murray State has had it rolling for a few years. Moorhead has had some solid teams. Western Kentucky, I think, has a decent chance to make some noise in the Conference USA tournament. It is a basketball state. Make no mistake about it. And I'm glad that Bellarmine, now on the biggest level, is contributing. And uh, it, it, last night was really cool. The scenes from shenanigans afterwards, Roush, looked pretty wild. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it, it was – it it Scotty had to go there and buy a round for everybody. Like, that was just it, written in stone. Like, it – that's what you do when you when you win a conference championship. You go and you're the head basketball coach. You go and buy a round for everybody at shenanigans. There, there's no other way to celebrate. Whether you're what he said, whether it's your first or your next, it's on me. And the crowd at the Boom Boom Room goes absolutely bonkers. And I bet that place was wild for hours last night, from five to probably uh, into Wednesday morning, I would guess. So. Uh, Good for shenanigans. That place is a fun place to go have a drink, a, a, a nice bar. Obviously, Bellarmine students love it. Uh, pandemic hit that place pretty hard, as it did so many other places. So uh, good for them. Fun night for Bellarmine. Fun night for the Highlands. Fun night for the city of Louisville. And Roush, glad you were there. I, I, if if it wasn't a short week for me, if I wasn't feeling kind of cruddy, if I had like every excuse in the book not to be there. But it killed me still not being there. Watched the whole game. And... Uh, it's cool, cool moment, and they they better get to the NIT. It's still ridiculous. They won't get the NCAA tournament. Uh, no need to beat that dead horse. Everybody's going to talk about that. Everybody's already talked about that. But if they go to the NIT, wouldn't be shocked at all if they won a game or two. Uh, there's no reason they couldn't make a little noise in the NIT. So cool stuff for Bellarmine. Really cool night for them.
Yeah, yeah. And I, the only thing that bummed me out about last night is that, uh, man, Northern Kentucky, I, I, I thought they – I watched the first half, then it was time to get uh, – it was probably the first half and then a little bit more after halftime. But it was time to get Duke down, and by the time I came downstairs, they had lost. I was like, what the hell? And, uh, man, that, that, was a, that was a tough loss. They didn't get a great shot at the end, but they hit a big one to retake the lead. There was about 20 seconds left, uh, but unfortunately fell to Wright State. I think that was only Wright State's fourth Horizon League. And, hell, I think that would have been Northern Kentucky's fourth conference tournament championship in the last, I don't know, seven, eight years since they went D1. So, um, man, I hate to see it for the Norse because uh, it would have been cool to have uh, two, two Kentucky – hell, it could have been a clean sweep. Uh, the Even though I won a little money on the Knights – lost my buns off on the cards cannot believe they won a basketball yes i also lost some some money on U L as well um they they you know what i don't know if they were listening to krc yesterday but it seemed like they took our advice to heart it would be in their best interest last night not to lose to crappy georgia tech and josh pastor and what do they do roush they go out there they and lose. Lose a much needed win now is that enough I would lean toward mm. no. You know, I think today's Virginia game is a pretty big deal for them. And you know what, Virginia, they have a history of playing well against the Cavaliers. So what could go wrong? Yeah, what could go wrong? What Man. could go wrong? That's the late night one tonight, which I'm not happy about. 9.30. If literally any other time, I'm probably pretty excited about it because I can either have it on in the background um, – but nope, it's the late one, so I don't know if I'll stay up for it or not. But all that being said, no ranked teams play today. Isn't that weird? It is weird. Yeah, and this is the kind of come down day. We had six conference tournament uh, championship games last night. Um, there's only one tonight, and then it's like it's the start of the weekend games. Uh, SEC people are going to be catching the fever tonight down in Tampa with uh, Georgia and Vanderbilt playing. Maybe Tom Crean's last game. Uh, maybe Gary Stackhouse's last game too, uh, and then uh, it'll be Tom Crean's last game. That that Georgia team's done again. I think Vandy could beat Alabama. I think you could potentially see Kentucky's Friday opponent play this evening. How about that? Wow, wow. Who is the uh, who is the uh, the other game tonight? They can't is it Missouri Ole Miss? I know those teams That's have to be at the bottom of the conference. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't sure if it was going to be South Carolina, but you're right. South Carolina got the 10. So Missouri Ole Miss, that's happening. Big E starts today as well. Big 10. So um, th this is this is the all day of basketball on like four different screens. So uh, now is a good time. To, uh, I found the cord yesterday for my second monitor. So I, I've been working with just one monitor the last few weeks maybe month or two just out of pure laziness but great day 10 30 to 10 30 we've got tip-offs all across college basketball so um it, this is one of those when you were a kid growing up sports talker where if you had a cool teacher you were getting that tv with the strap wheeled into your room and you were watching some jefferson pilot sports basketball yeah, maybe if if the Cavs were playing, you would get conference tournament week, but you wouldn't get random conference tournament games in school, as sweet as that would be. You would sometimes get the random NCAA tournament games where it would just be that Thursday of NCAA tournament and you'd have the cool teacher to be like, well, I wonder who's playing. Ooh, I've got this team in my bracket pool. We may as well turn on the final few minutes. But I, I you would get the random Wednesday conference tournament TV. Well, that would be so, amazing. What a school. So – 
I, I do, I, I will say that part of the addendum here is usually it would be like the Friday or something instead. Cause like, yeah, that, that's where I am misremembering because on Friday you do like uh, in, in Catholic school, you do stations at the cross. Then you got time to kill. It's like, well, we're not going to do any learning. It's Friday. So th- then that's when the basketball would come on. Yeah, we're, de- we're definitely in the thick of it though. It, it is a good time to be us. It's a good time to be doing sports radio in the Commonwealth of Kentucky. And it's a good time to be a Cats fan. Not as much a Hoosiers fan, but a lot on the line for Justin Kalen's IU team in the Big Ten tournament. One win, most likely in. A loss, most likely out. So a lot on the line when they play. But Justin, something kind of exciting, Roush. Justin has a has a contest. What? Yeah. A little bit. It's just more more of an idea. Oh, it's it's Justin. It's you know uh, who what's it, Justin's playing jigsaw. So I've got a music. <laughs> I've got a musical theme today, and I'm gonna save the hardest or the easiest one for the outro song. So whoever figures out my musical theme today. And it's Wednesday. Keep that in mind. It is Wednesday. You know what that means. This is you. Do you do you want to play a game, Justin? Can you make the Saul voice and say, "Do you want to play a game?" I don't think I've seen Saul that many times to know the voice. Roush, if you will. Do you want to play a game? That was unbelievable. That was that was actually really. Now I know. Now that was unbelievable. <laughs> I did one of those classic, like, I just want one of you two to do it because I don't really, I don't really remember exactly how it sounded. That was it. I mean, that was, that sounded yeah. just like you had it on, on play right there. Man, and I haven't, I haven't watched Saw since high school either. So, oh, you haven't, you haven't watched it with Duke yet? Some father <laughs> no, stuff? No, <laughs> haven't turned that on, which brings me on the, during the holidays. Apparently, uh, Trevor Penning, the offensive tackle from Northern Iowa, that's going to be a top 15 pick. Uh, in the NFL draft, he looks like one of those fat kids on your Catholic school grade school team that never played, but he grew up to be just this badass athlete. Uh, that's apparent when when he was doing his interviews last week. Apparently, the uh, he watched Saw for the first time uh, while going on like a team bus trip, and his teammates have been giving him hell and calling him a sicko ever since. So he has like a sicko um, sort of reputation just because he decided to watch all of the Saws on one bus trip because he thought they were good movies. This is just some random person we don't know? Well, I mean, he's going to be a top 10 NFL draft pick probably. Oh, he's, okay. he, he's, gotcha. he's a big deal in the in the draft talks. He got in a bunch of fights at the Senior Bowl, and they, they were not happy with it. Well, there's a million different things I want to get to on today's Kentucky Roll Call. We want you to text in as well, play Justin's contest, see if you can figure out the theme. Trevor always hacks like he has a theme for music, but I think in reality – he just like picks songs and then wants to see if people like come up with some sort of connection. And if it makes sense to him, he's like, Oh yeah, that's definitely the theme. Just a Pepe Silvio situation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Justin though has worked hard for this. We'll give away some salsaritas. It's delicious. It's fresh. It's good. Oh gosh. I don't know. There's two different directions. I want to go one. There's something funny about Trevor that I want to bring up because it just came to my mind. And then two, Obviously, you all know I've been waiting patiently to be able to talk about my topic of the day, uh, but I'll go into Trevor and we'll save that for maybe the next segment. But Roush, the Sweet 16 is set for Kentucky high school basketball. We've talked about that this week, but it is officially set set. Uh, should be a good time. A lot of big names. 
one thing that I didn't realize was going to happen, but I should have realized was going to happen, is the U of L radio and media dorks already crying that C- Caleb Glenn has no chance to win Mr. Basketball because of Reed Shepard. Oh, they're already th- 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 a year out? They're already doing it. They're already doing it. They're already talking about how Mayo's going to get a terrible whistle at Rupp Arena and how he's got no chance. Even though he's significantly better, he's got no chance to win Mr. Basketball. Well, uh, see, that's – okay. I will agree with him that Louisville schools are never going to get the benefit of the doubt with a whistle at Rupp Arena. I, 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 will, I will go with him there because officials are biased. Uh, it is known. Um I've been the victim of some out-of-state whistle by, so I, I will, I will, I, I will stand by them in that regard. But Mayo is so much better than every other team. Whistles aren't an excuse. Like th- that, they, they are that much better than everybody else. Now, maybe uh, I know George Rogers Clark is supposed to be pretty good, but like, uh, I, sorry, it, you can't use whistle as an excuse. And also, Caleb Glenn is not that so much better. White years ahead of Reed Shepard, like. Caleb Glenn. Well, he's not better at was, all for starters. So that, that <laughs> I mean, just, just to, like, yeah, of course he's not better by light years because he's not better at all. And I think any college coach would, would probably view that in the same light as well. Yeah. I mean, Reed's like a, a triple double guy, you know, like playing point guard and netting threes. Glenn is a great scorer and good. Like he, he's a very good basketball player. But I, I do love that since they can't talk about their own team, they're already whining about their future player. Who do we know if he's going to still be future player? Like, he, he's been pretty adamant that like I'm, I'll, I'll be at U of L regardless of who the coach is. Now, all that being said, he has had a great season. Uh, he and I'm, I'm being a little rival, I'm rivaling a little bit with all this. He's had a great mm-hmm. season. He will have other suitors, and then I believe it's Rutherford, if I'm not mistaken. Somebody has been wildly adamant that like he'll he'll go prep after this year. That like this will be his last year of mail. I don't know if that's out there or if that's common sentiment. I think I have heard Mike say that. Yeah, that like after this, you know, enjoy a mail because he'll he'll go prep route after after this season. Well, that's lame. He should. I mean, the the kids already got a body for college basketball. I mean, he's huge. Yeah, but prep schools are lame. Like, uh, I, I just. Get- I, they I just think you. they're like the, I, just the prep schools. Um, prep. You know, it's one thing if it's an actual school, like if it's Oak Hill. Okay, I get it. But like watching highlights from a stupid overtime elite game, like I just I can't stand that garbage. I just I just like the grind session. Like, like half of those teams aren't even real schools. Like it's just it, it, it's a joke. Yeah, I I don't know. Well, in some instances, I think it can be good. Others, I don't think you need to. Mayo plays a tough enough schedule where I don't know if he necessarily would need to be on like a national you – know, that he's not getting pushed enough. I, again, right. I don't know. I think Mayo's a good enough program where even the practices would be comparable to a prep school. Again, prep school, you've got everybody on the team's going D1. At a place like Mayo, you may have three or four D1s, which is great. You know, great for just your random average high school in the city of Louisville. But, it, it, you know, prep school is a little bit of a different animal. But Mayo's still going against really, really good teams. So I did find that that, that was said so matter-of-factly uh, pretty interesting. Now, again, all that being – like, I, I would think if you're going to talk about prep school, 
Shepard would maybe be a better candidate for it just because yeah. how much is he getting right. pushed at North Laurel day in, day out? And then, of course, 13th region competition, not the stiffest that you will find throughout the country. Now, all that being said, he still gets to learn how to play with double teams each and every night. You know, there's still benefits in each, and you can break it down in a million different ways. But And, and you, yeah. can schedule, you can schedule for having, like, a really good player by – I mean, you know, I mean, I, I saw, uh, I think it was Darren Rovell tweeted out that yesterday was the 18th anniversary of the Sebastian Telfair SI cover. Like, you can bring in teams like that to Louisville. That, that's, that's happened before. You can set up your Caleb Glenn Reed Shepard game. You know, like you can have these big marquee matchups. You can schedule for that. Uh, Tim Hayworth can make it happen. Uh, Trevor's uncle, John Kelsey, athletic director of Mail, he can make it happen. So if actually, I think what we've done here, we've Pepe Silvio this into realizing that if Caleb Glenn leaves Louisville to play his final year of high school basketball, it's Trevor Kelsey's fault. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. I, mean, I think that's totally fair. Um, all right. I don't I don't know if I've actually seen the boys brag. I know it's set. I don't know if I've actually seen the boys yeah, Um we have it up on KentuckySportsRadio.com. Uh play will open next Wednesday. Uh J Town plays Lincoln County. Uh, Muhlenberg versus North Oldham. Lincoln County won by two at Pulaski County. So they were, they were road dogs uh, winning that game last night. Perry County Central and George Rogers Clark, like I said before, GRC is uh, one of the, the better teams in the state. North Laurel is going to open with Pikeville. feel like you can go ahead and pencil them into the second round to play on Friday. Uh, and, and then Warren Central won the fourth region over Bowling Green. They'll open against Mayo. So a little Bowling Green versus Louisville action started and then the one kid that i think could be could really blow up the spot uh the the kid from lyon county i believe his last name is perry he's already scored like two thousand points and he's just a sophomore uh they're gonna play john harden uh and i guess if they win that game they will play uh male in the in, in the quarterfinals uh henry clay versus murray and Cubcath versus ashland blazer that's the nightcap on thursday and probably the the best matchup of the first round Oh, so we, we wouldn't get the male North Laurel till the state championship? Yeah, unfortunately. So uh, a, lot, a lot of stuff has to has yeah, to that'd be a that miss, way. That'd be a, that's a missed opportunity. I, I, I know it's a random draw, but that's that's a missed opportunity. That that would be pretty, pretty wild if you could have the UK versus U of L commit, the rural versus the city. Uh, it would be pretty electric if that if that happened. But hell, both those teams are pretty good. Maybe that maybe they can win a few games and meet in the title. I think it's pretty interesting that there's two teams in the Sweet 16 with double-digit losses, and they play each other in Molenberg County and North Oldham. Pretty crazy. Yeah, the fighting uh, Leviches. Muhlenberg County. Oh, the old uh, John Prine. R.I.P. Yeah. R.I.P. All right. Uh, Not R.I.P. to Green Bay Super Bowl window. When we come back, I'm just going to scream into the microphone for about five minutes straight. This is Kentucky Roll Call. I'm Big X. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. Going to play golf. You mean golf? Golf. Frisbee golf, Jerry. Golf with the frisbee.
Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Cagle. Where the Pittsburgh Steelers still stink, everybody. They still stink. Let's give it up for the poopy Pittsburgh Steelers. Woo! Come on, everybody. No, hold on. Time out. We're not going there. We are not going there, TJ. We already went there. We stink at the quarterback position. We do not stink as as a franchise. Well, good thing. I thought you, you were screaming about the Packers, not the Steelers, or the yeah, Steelers moving rent free in one's head. Uh, I told forever that Aaron Rodgers was going to go play for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and who's the Steelers' starting quarterback if the season started today? What, what's it? What's I forget? What's is it? Aaron Dwayne Rodgers. Dwayne. 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 I thought that's a weird way to say Mason Rudolph. <laughs> The, the, He's the back, part baby. That annoyed me too. I didn't need Pat McAfee telling me that the Steelers were in it until the end. Like, no, don't do this. I, I don't want to be the bridesmaid. Just a little, a little salt in the wound. Rogers was never going anywhere. This was all just a bunch of bull crap. Like, let, let, let me have a lot of people talk about me because it's all about me. It's not about Green Bay. Me, 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 me. The only bigger narcissist in America is Mike Shashevsky. How do you feel cheering for a player that it's a team sport, TJ? Do you cheer for the Green Bay Packers or the Aaron Rodgers? I cheer for the Aaron Rodgers leading the Green Bay Packers, and I'll get to do it for at least one more season. Although conflicting reports that he was signing a four-year deal, and Rodgers came out and was like, well, no, I didn't sign anything, so that's not true so i don't know if we have if green bay has them just for one more year or if it's a multi-year deal although it seemed like a lot of the experts seem to suggest that he will eventually sign a multi-year deal if it hasn't already happened or hasn't already been agreed to but i, I cheer for good quarterbacks and i've had nothing but good quarterbacks in my nfl fandom for literally my entire life not as many Super Bowls as I would like, so I'll beat anybody to the punch on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. But you know what? I'm still in the Super Bowl game, baby. And while, truthfully, I didn't. I agree with you, Roush. I didn't think he was going anywhere. I'd said that on KRC. I, I, that was not just peacocking or anything like that. I actually meant that. But I thought he'd be back. If he was going to do anything, I thought he'd be retired. But I, it, it, teams were going to have to give up a ton for him. So if it were, if it, and I didn't think it was going to happen, but if it did, if he were to be traded, I wouldn't have loved it. But like, okay, so the rebuild begins, and Green Bay would have gotten a ton for him. So I would have been able to spin it that way. But this is so much better. Yeah, it's 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 great to be in the hunt. It's great to feel like you got a, a seat at the table while these playoff losses have been excruciating and most of the time just downright embarrassing. It's it, there's nothing better. There's nothing better going throughout the fall, your team ripping and roaring, thinking about the playoffs, thinking about matchups, thinking about home field advantage. So having the greatest human in the flesh to ever put their fingers on a football and throw that bad boy at the quarterback position to have the best person and the back-to-back MVP as you're leading your favorite team, it's a good day in Packerland. Woo, man. You got to feel really good to know that your quarterback has as many NFC Championship game wins as Rex Grossman. Congrats. That's fine. I don't. That's fine with me. 
That's fine with me. He's got more Super Bowl championships than Mason Rudolph. He's got more Super Bowl championships than Joey Biscuits, Joey Burrow. He's got more Super Bowl championships than the whole AFC North starting quarterbacks combined. Uh, it's you, you, Lamar, you can take all his, put them together. You can take all of his Super Bowl championships and you put them with Joey Biscuit Super Bowl championships. You mix those in with Baker Mayfield Super Bowl this championships. This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. And then you add them with Mason Rudolphs and you throw them all together and they don't they don't equal Aaron Rodgers' total, which is pretty embarrassing when you think which about it. Which is one, exactly. You know, you know what part I really enjoyed about this news, Justin, is that Aaron Rodgers loves to make it all about himself me, 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 and he got cucked on his own big day. This was supposed to be Aaron Rodgers' day, but it wasn't the biggest story in the NFL because Russell Wilson on the move going to the Denver Broncos. And all seriousness, I, I know you're being somewhat facetious. How do you think that Aaron Rodgers made all of yes? Like, how he announced his decision. Well, how was that? Like, what did you want him to do? He didn't do like a skywriting, he just they Pat McAfee broke the news and then he came out and kind of clarified yeah i mean but it was going to be his day he had said well, he had sure. told I, the I world it was going to be his day and then when I, it came and went people were excited it was leading sports center and then 30 minutes later russell wilson got traded to the broncos and honestly the russell wilson news for reasons that we've already kind of hinted like i we all thought rogers was gonna be back in green bay the wilson news was bigger i mean yeah. but that was just how quickly I wonder if the Broncos just told Seattle, like, listen, we're trying to get Rodgers. We don't think we're going to get him. But once that becomes official, here's our offer for Russell. Take it or leave it. And I wonder if Seattle said, hey, the dominoes fall. We're in on this. And then once the Rodgers news came out, they just snapped their fingers and made it happen. What happens yeah, to Teddy part... Two Gloves? Oh, poor Teddy Two Gloves. I, all things can – like, if you look at the actual uh, – the terms of it, if you just accept the fact that Wilson wanted out and like if you were going to lose him, it didn't feel like it was the worst deal. They got two first round picks, they got a quarterback and a really good tight end and Noah Fant out of it. Um, but the the part of it that um, the the only thing that doesn't make a lot of sense is just like probably the reason what kept Rodgers out of it. Rodgers can uh, wake up, fart, take his morning whiz, and then win the nfc north oh the, going to the afc west like that or yeah, afc west yeah that's division uh, he was already in a pretty tough one last year when you got guys like herbert Kyler murray and the defending super bowl champs of the rams so like it's nothing new to him but garoppolo that, not that, herbert sorry yeah Her, herbert's in the division he's going to um excuse me, along with Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs and then Derek Carr and the Raiders, who were a playoff team last year. So uh, should have been I, – I mean, they had three contenders right there down to the wire. So uh, it's, a, it's not going to be easy for all, all Russ, Russ, Mr. Uh, – what does he call himself? Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Unbelievable, Mr. Russ-tastic. Uh, Russ he, he was Mr. Yeah, no, it's something like that amazing or something like that the depending on what cleanse rogers may or may not be on his morning bowel movements could be anywhere from the second to fourth best quarterback in the nfc now uh, mr unlimited is the the word depending, unlimited. On, depending on the day but 
as a Green Bay fan, obviously awesome news. As Aaron, you know, that great news him him coming back, and then yeah, Russ leaving. It I they 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 caused some heartbreak. There's no doubt about that. But seeing the Seahawks empire fall before Green Bay's, it does make me a little happier as well. It, it's just it's a, you 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 a great quarterback leaves the conference. That's awesome. You see another dynasty fall that has been a thorn in your side for not as much lately, but you know three to eight years ago, absolutely. That's been amazing as well. Now, just as a football fan, like any given AFC game is most likely going to feature an awesome quarterback. That's awesome. Not so much in the NFC, but fine by me. Let the NFC be terrible for all I care, as long as Green Bay is, is good. That's that's all that matters to me. So it was a really nice day yesterday. Just an all-around great day. <sighs> Headlined by those Bellarmine Knights. Much bigger story than Aaron Rodgers. You you you're the weirdo about Rodgers. You've got some weird you you've got some weird thing about him. Are you jealous? We don't need to call no, it jealous, I think, do we? I think it's emotional fatigue if we're being honest. We it's just years and years and years of having to hear you talk about how he's the greatest quarterback of all time and then it's like he has one Super Bowl. I, I don't know. I think cuz I know I haven't been on the show as long as Nick I'm emotionally fatigued with the whole Aaron Rodgers thing and, and your mindset that he's the best NFL quarterback. Yeah, it, NFL, weirdly enough, Justin, it's not just a one-player game. It's a team game. So teams have to go out there, and and they they win or lose. Rodgers? They do a lot of losing in the playoffs. Certainly should, ha should have more Super Bowls. Uh, it, do you want him to go out there in Seattle back in, what, 14 and recover that onside kick, Justin? You want him to go up to – uh, you know, chubby Matt, Mike McCarthy's face, no offense, and say, hey, don't kick a field goal on the one-yard line. You want him to go up to LaFraud's face in the NFC Championship game against the Bucks and say, hey, we're down eight points. Does a field goal really do us much in this situation? Yeah, in, in that situation, yeah. Played. Yeah, in well, that, you know what? He's not the coach. He tried. That's, that's what I want. Yeah, yeah well, that's what I want, too. If he's, if he's the greatest quarterback in NFL history, he should be getting to make that call. He's held back by coaches. That's that. <laughs> yeah, gosh, of course, you get him with Belichick, and you'd wonder how Brady didn't win as many Super Bowls. I think everybody would agree with that. So the the don't worry. And now that he's back at Green Bay, probably has, I don't know, three or four left in him. So it's the pack attacks time, baby. And if you've got emotional fatigue, whatever the hell that means, well, you just you got double duty of it now. I'll tell you that much. Hey, Thornton is a place I like to go for my morning breakfast. And just I make it a part of my morning routine. Uh, truthfully, just when we're out of fruit at the house, Thornton's is my go-to. If I can't go, if I'm like tired or if I drank the night before or something like that, because then I'm just going to get a donut, um, multiple donuts probably, maybe one of their breakfast sandwiches. They've actually got some healthier breakfast sandwich options. It's not – all quote-unquote unhealthy. And then again, of course, their fruit. They've got everything for anybody at a Thornton's. You stop by Thornton's today, you will not be disappointed. Shout-out to Kelly Leonardo and Alex Cupper. Text into the show, 502-414-1450. All right, we've touched on a lot of things today, uh, Roush, but there's. I still feel like if I look at the topic list, there's – 30 more things we could get to. So what What do you – Do you, I know you, you, you've got some spring practice talk. Yeah, yeah. Went to, man, big day for Nick Roush. Nick Roush 
Ralph stonks up, Adam Luckett stonks down. I still wow. recall. Yeah, it was about a year ago. We were we were zooming with Liam Cohen in his intro press conference, or it was probably a spring football press conference. And uh, Adam Luckett asked Liam Cohen a question, and he just, wow, great question. And then goes to respond, well, Rich Gangarello in, Liam Cohen out. First question of Rich's first spring practice press conference. Ask a question. Boom. Great question. Great question. And just, I'm living high on the hog right now. Feeling great. Feeling invincible. Uh, and you know what? It, it just feels good to be on top of the, the 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 journalism power rankings. When the journalism rewards, those are those are right around the corner. Yep. December will be here before you know it. And that's huge for you. Yeah, we'll have to update the power rankings accordingly. Suck it, luck it. Um, but yeah, uh, it. <laughs> it, it, it was, uh, I, I wouldn't say incredibly enlightening. Like, you know, we're not going to get a lot of so-and-so really jumped out of practice today because they're wearing helmets. It's the first week of spring practice. They can only, they're, they're pretty limited in what they do. But it was good to hear from Will Levis for the first time since Gangarello got hired. Um, you know, he talked about what it was like to be a part of that process and, and really likes the the way that Scangarello's like it, the differences in his coaching style aren't that dramatic. It just comes down to let's change up this footwork thing a little bit much. Let's try to get our timing. Let's try let's try to perfect that. And that's essentially what he said he's working on all the offseason is working on his footwork, his timing, getting that down pat. Um, he's going to have a host of healthy wide wide receivers and pass catchers uh, ready for this spring. Dekel Crowdis, Keaton Upshaw. Uh, and uh, who's the other one that's also back? Uh, Cleveland Thomas, all healthy after missing uh, the entire 2021 season with injury. They'll be ready to go full contact. The only players of, of note who are limited, uh, they can do some stuff, but they're not going to be full contact. Isaiah Cummings had offseason surgery. He got that shoulder injury in the played in the Citrus Bowl. Um, but uh, got that cleaned up, so he's just going to be running around conditioning. And uh, defensive lineman Octavius Oxendine. Ox had that meniscus six weeks into last season, so he's not going full contact, but they're still able to do conditioning and whatnot. Uh, the, 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 that was the the kind of, I guess, big grabby stuff, but I think the, the, the you know, most insightful part of it for me was even though we didn't get a lot of the so-and-so was really standing out of practice, there's been a lot of Chris Lewis chatter, a lot of Chris Lewis chatter from his peers um, who think he can have a big year. And I, and I really think that uh, the, the, the hype machine is only going to crank up once he gets more, more and more reps because last, last summer, you know, him and Trevin Wallace were both pretty blunt about the steep learning curve they had for Wallace. It was, I could just learning how to play linebacker, learning the, the concepts the run fits, uh, the scheme. That that part, he was like, it's it's going to take me some time. Uh, with Lewis, it was all about the physicality. You know, he, he wasn't used to going up, not only just doing the one on ones every single day of his life, but the physicality of him and how difficult it was to be able to get separation in the Southeastern Conference. So Lewis got a year under his belt. He played some in the Citrus Bowl, but didn't record a catch. Uh, he has the the. The, the tangibles now it's like all right let's get the reps in what let's figure out our timing and, and let's get used to 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 knowing how to catch through through traffic and then in trevin wallace's case it's 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 getting a ton of reps and stoops didn't say it 
flat out say it, but Jacquez Jones and DeAndre Square, they aren't doing anything this spring. Like they might as well just like bring some beers to practice and enjoy some on the sideline because that they need it. Square's been here. It's like Square's been here for seven years. It's really only his fifth. Same with Jacquez Jones. They're in their true fifth years. They've played, but they've played all four years of their collegiate careers. They don't need spring reps to work on fundamentals and uh, and how to fit runs. So those guys behind him, the Wallaces, they're going to get a lot of reps. But to, to kind of go back to where I started, I do ultimately think that this is going to be the kind of – Chris Lewis is going to be one of the talks of spring practice. Just I just just got that hunch that that's going to be the, the scuttlebutt uh, when you hear people say, heard so-and-so's doing real well with uh, – I heard he made some big plays at practice. I feel like he's going to be that guy this spring for UK. I wonder who was high on Christian Lewis coming into Kentucky. Maybe a, a radio show by the name of Kentucky Roll Call. Huh? That's weird. That's uh, that would be great. That would make me look semi-smart or smarter, smarter. That, but that's that was a great breakdown, all things considered, for spring. I know it's still early, and you'll the more the more reps, the more practices, the more news, the more storylines, the more that the coaches know, the more that the players know. So there'll there'll be more. But for the first couple days impressive Roush. yeah and we've we've got some position changes um some tinkering as expected eli cox is playing center for the cats uh this isn't anything new for him i know fortner uh kind of joked that he for he, he had not snapped an nfl football until like the day before the senior bowl or like the few days before it so he needed to practice that uh but like in cox's case he played center all throughout high school so it, it's it's going to be a natural fit for him uh, Stoops did say that Vito Tisdale is going to move out to corner, but it's it's not permanent. You know they're going to try it out and see. Um, they're light at corner right now, so they can. It kind of allows him to get some reps out there and then work some other people at nickel. Uh, and, and then the other story I had yesterday was the fullback. Uh, you know, Justice Dingle, he's going to line up at fullback. Uh, Skangarello said that that's that's kind of an experiment. They're just going to see who's who can can do all of those things right there, and a lot of it's going to be tight ends like how which tight end has the ability to play off the ball in that h-back fullback whatever you want to call it uh and, and who's better off having their hand in the dirt uh, on the end of the line of scrimmage so even though like they've they've had the h-back the tight end lined up off it i we're going to see more of that and maybe they're backed up a little more so it's not going to be dramatically different you've kind of had a fullback to an extent, they just might be lined up a little bit different under Scangarella. I would think that Vito would be able to play corner. Just seeing his footwork, watching him play, and seeming, you know, not that I, by any regard, know Vito Tisdale, but seems like somebody that would be really up to a challenge to kind of prove he could yeah. do something. Like he has um, the mindset for it. Yeah, I, I think that that's exciting to hear. Um, Which is really uh, important at that position because if you get beat, you got to just move on to the next play. You know? And I'll be interested to see his. And also, there, you know, I, I kind of like him. I, I wouldn't mind him lining up against uh, another wide receiver at the line and just being able to talk trash and seeing if he can get in somebody's head. Because I also, I, I think that's important too. Uh, the mental games that go on in the sport, but that that's that'll be fun to follow his progress there, and just if if Kentucky has maybe something there or something that they can rely on, or if it was hey, you know what, we tried it. Ultimately, 
we're going to bring it. We're going to put them back and, and we feel more comfortable there. So that'll be fun to hear. Uh, all right. Good football update there for the football uh, fan. Well, everybody's a football fan, but I know there's people that need their fix, even if it is March. So good stuff from Roush. We'll keep up to date on that as the spring progresses. This show progresses into hour number two when we return. We'll get to the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X. Roush and Justin Kalen. Listen to this outro song. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. A replay of the show, 9 to 11 on that same station. And you can stream this station. Uh, I use the TuneIn Radio app, BigExportsRadio.com. Uh, plenty of ways to stream the show, data and hassle-free streaming numbers that seem to work for everybody but Shannon O'Bannon. And then, of course, if you can't stream the show, you can't listen live, well, then check out the podcast. You'll enjoy it, and you can no commercials, you know, all the benefits of it, if you don't know what a podcast is by this point. Uh, but maybe you don't know that our podcast is brought to you by Cornbread Hemp. Yeah, and cornbread hemp, it's great. Uh, it's available at cornbreadhemp.com, and it's available at a discount if you use the promo code BIGX. What is cornbread hemp? Organic, full-spectrum CBD. If you check out their extra-strength gummies, they pack in 50 milligrams of CBD and 2 milligrams of THC. It's Sleep Awareness Month. Enjoy a little cornbread hemp. Maybe it's, you know, your Wiseman Cops tournament games tonight. You're all wound up. Pop in one of those gummies about 30 minutes before bedtime and you'll you'll sleep like a baby. And and not like a Lucy or a Duke baby, like the babies that sleep through the night for 12 hours. Just like a rock. Uh, so try Cornbread Hemp today. Use that promo code BIGX. You'll get 30% off checkout. I promise you, you will not regret having some Cornbread Hemp in your life. And you'll save some money doing it courtesy of BigXSportsRadio.com. Hey, you've seen a lot of people maybe tweet it out, but if you haven't, go to my Twitter page or just somebody's Twitter page. The SEC Network, they, you know, they did the SEC Inside on the women's basketball tournament last night at 7 o'clock. The whole thing, I didn't get to watch the entire thing, but I definitely had clicked it on. It was cool, the parts that I saw. This video that the SEC Network tweeted out to kind of preview it just a part of the of the program it shows the final timeout before uk women's basketball three-pointer that won the sec tournament it shows the play it shows the aftermath of the celebration kyra elsey is mic'd up so you get to hear all of her thoughts it is as well done of a little two-minute video that I've seen regarding sports in a really, really long time. Uh, UK always has cool videos. This one's different. And I, this one's not even from UK, I don't think. I think it's from the SEC Network. But right, right. Different, and it is, it's special. It's a, it is a, it shows just how much that game mattered, how big of a deal that is. And ultimately, 
even if you're even if you're not a UK fan, even if you're not a women's basketball, you know, whatever, it just shows how cool sports are. So check out that video if you haven't seen it yet. Yeah, yeah, and I, I especially just like being in the huddle because, you know, it, that's one of those things where we have an idea of how stuff like that goes down, but to actually see it unfold and then work, <laughs> it's really cool. It's really cool. Yeah, it was, and worked worked to perfection. The cats got the win, and now they get to relax until the selection show and find out where they're going. They had a much bigger leap in polls than I would have figured, but uh, they did get three great ranked wins back to back to back. I mean, they had a almost a month or two month of quality wins packed into a weekend. So maybe maybe I shouldn't have been surprised by their jump, and uh, hopefully they they get a good seed and can. Can keep going. I, I can yeah. tell you, every team in the tournament is probably not going to want to see them. That's true. That's, that's definitely true. Uh, I think the the latest bracketology that ESPN put out had him as a seven seed. Um, so it, it, they they are sixteenth in that AP poll. Went seven weeks without it. So um, big climb, big climb. I think they were a ten just like two or three weeks ago. So crazy to to witness the run that this women's basketball team is on right now. Uh, they were not in the field a few weeks ago, but a lot of people are thinking they could they could have a potential second round matchup with U of L. Would you? How would you feel about that? Because for what it's worth, I you know again, if Kentucky can beat LS, we're not women's basketball experts. We know that, and I, we do we we don't need to disclaim that, but we will anyways. Uh, but if they can beat LSU, Tennessee, and South Carolina again, I don't I don't know if any team will come within double digits of them in the NCAA tournament. Uh, if they can beat those three teams, then they can certainly beat Louisville, even though they lost earlier this season. Uh, but I also think that Louisville's a good team, even their collapse past weekend. And if Kentucky can avoid good teams, they could also potentially make a Final Four, because why couldn't they maybe make a Final right. Four? So I, I'm conflicted on it. Well, but I think the, the thing that I would the I would like, you're going to play if you have to play a two-seed, it's kind of nice to have some familiarity with that team. Like Kentucky knows that they can win that game and they're probably pissed off. They haven't won more. I mean, Howard last year had a shot at the buzzer to win it. That went in and out. And I think it was just a five or six point game this year. And that went down to the wire. So yeah, bring them on. I mean, we all know Jeff Walls can't win the big one. So suck it. Jeff Walls. Ultimately while conflicted, while I could make a case for either side, I, I, I do say bring it on just the again you know a couple months ago we didn't think Kentucky women's basketball would be making any noise so we're to some degree it kind of feels like you're playing with house money again this Louisville team has shown twice now that they have unbelievable collapsing capabilities which is always a good time Jeff Walsh can't win the big one and Two, with the misery of the UofL athletic program, no offense if the wife is listening on the radio in the car, some of them have like huddled around their safe space being women's basketball, and rightfully so. Their program's amazing. What Waltz, We joke about the big one uh, while also kind of true, but it's a playback to what people would say about Calipari. Anyways, don't need to get into the weeds about all that. Uh, he's built a, a great program there. It would feel kind of nice, Roush, to take their little safe space and just be like, no, you can't even have this either. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, no can do for you. No. This is I say, ours. I say bring it on. I say bring it on if that happens. It'd be a second round matchup. Uh, and and the pressure would all be on L for sure. You know, they, they would be the one I think uh, that would 
I think Kentucky could play a little bit more carefree in that game and a little looser, which is a good thing in the tournament. You always want to be a little loose come the NCAA tournament. All right, text on into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. But that video was really cool. Uh, any other quick hitters you want to get to before we get to this text line? I know there's still plenty of topics I have written down, but we don't we don't have to jump to them. We'll get to them eventually. Maybe the, the texters on the Thornton's text line will, will help us get there. Yeah, I was worried it could be a slow day, but uh, big big Tuesday last night, and it's uh, it's it's the it's the best time of the year, folks. The texter says that close time the, of year. The texter says close the yearbook, boys. Sheesh. Oh, let us have, let us have it, let us have yeah. it. Glory days, come on. And who, do, who doesn't go back and relive the high school days? I, we were doing it more from like a sports standpoint too, just like. Again, we can't be like, hey, in our professional game yesterday, th- this happened and this happened. So when we want to talk about in-game experience, as sad as it is, we've 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 got to go we've got to go back a little further. It's it's also like, hey, um, we're old and washed. Let us remember that time we had some athleticism. Yeah, jeez. And yeah, if we look back at fondly at some high school memories, even non-sports related. But also, you know, we good text. I get it. I get it. Justin coming for Roush's job and wife. Wow. Roush, let me be the first to tell you, I'm not coming for either of those things. So don't worry. Justin, it really would have been funny if you would have said, let me be the first to tell you, don't have to worry. I'm not coming for your job. Uh, Texter says, one thing that's easy to overlook with Oscar is how much he's improved throughout the year. Early on, he was struggling to finish around the rim at times and missing dunks. The last few weeks, he's been dunking everything, and his back-to-the-basket play has really come along. Yeah, I'm not ready to, like I, – I still think that he could have some miscues. Or, like, I'm still not a total believer in those regards. I'm a total believer in Oscar and his overall game and his offensive game has been so much better than I'd ever imagined. One, you're right though. Like we, he has noticeably been better in those areas. So naturally we should just assume that he is better. I'm just saying I wouldn't be surprised if he still had like a dunking slip up or something along those lines, but spot on tax. I agree with you. Yeah. And uh, it isn't the most dramatic. Like, I think of all of the midseason improvements that I can recall. Like Bam Adebayo's was one of the greatest transformations. Like that dude, it took him a while to get going, and once he did, he was amazing, outstanding. Um, Oscar was uh, Oscar's been a good, great rebounder all year long, and that's what really makes him special. I think at like. Getting so many steals, I think, was a nice little addition to his game where there was a stretch in late January, early February, where he had at least three and five different games. So, like, just his ability to create turnovers defensively. And I I think the the biggest thing of us all, and uh, I know that the texture is correct in that, like, yes, his offensive game, he's much more polished. He's not – he's finishing much better. But the biggest thing, and knock on wood, that we haven't had to really worry about is foul trouble. Like that was the, uh, and I know we dealt with it for a year with Olivier Sar. That dude had two fouls quicker than you could blow your nose. Um, I, you couldn't even say Gazuntai, and that dude had two fouls. Oscar, that happened w- once or twice early on, but he's done a really good job of knowing how to go straight up. And 
officials typically like they don't they don't always let that go but even though he gets banged on and and beat up more than most bigs the officials aren't making him pay on the other end he he's done a good job of defending down there in the post well this is turning into like an oscar slobber fest but i actually feel like my i was gonna have a take that i i feel to some degree and the foul trouble, you're you're right that Texture's right about his offensive game getting better. I, I I found I sound as much as it's a slob fest as a little bit like a hater. Like the foul thing, while you're right, I still won't feel warm and fuzzy inside because it's just something that could happen on any given night, you know. Or you could just get a bad call, bad. It could be bad luck. It could be like a, a weird loose ball thing. You did, it could be a stupid double foul. You never know when an official's going to call. So while you're right, and again, he has been more impressive staying out of foul trouble than we thought because that was, boy, did we talk about that in the offseason forever. It, who, what If he gets in foul trouble, if he gets in foul trouble, this is scary. This could not be good. And he has done, you're right, he has done a really, really good job staying out of foul trouble but it is just one of those things it could happen at any given time but i think to some degree him staying out of foul trouble is his he is not an unathletic dude but has had significantly more athletic and bouncier bigs and that's no disrespect to oscar people are built and play different sort of styles in different ways but i think that helps where he's not flailing around and wild and out of you know, thinking that he's going to be able to block or do everything. He's much more, his center of gravity is more based and he's more grounded. And I think that that helps him stay out of foul trouble. It also obviously helps him on rebounding, but allow me to pivot or zig when you think I'm zagging because I think that his blocks have been improving over the last couple weeks or maybe the last two months, uh, the back half of SEC play. I think he's blocking more shots, which is nice. I don't love when he goes up for blocking shots because it takes him out of position for a potential rebound, but he has been swatting more than than he did earlier in the season. Maybe there's stats that would suggest that not to be true, but it certainly seems that way, uh, and that's just another facet to his game. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. It, it feels that way. I'm pulling up his game log right now to see if, if that can be backed up by any stats. I mean, if I did that, my internet would be – Good night. He had like a, a four block game against Southern. I mean, it's been, I think it's just been steadier as of late um, because two blocks against Florida, three in, against Arkansas, three against LSU. He had three against South Carolina. Yeah. He's getting about at least one a game. So I feel like it has it has picked up uh, a notch or two during SEC play. Yeah, it, it, and that's just, again, between the steals, he, he's not Anthony Davis. Uh, NBA doesn't he's, look he, at him like Anthony Davis. But he's, he's an on-ball shot blocker. Like, he doesn't he doesn't come and, like, swipe from behind or anything like that. It's like guys think they can score over him, and he's like, no, no, no. Yeah, well, you mix the blocking shots with his steals as well, and defensively, pretty darn good player and named sec player of the year or by the conference yesterday which not surprising well earned well deserved uh, allow me to complain again like i do every year my annual complaint of first team shouldn't have nine or eight dudes or how many people are on it stop doing it sec it's disrespectful at least the ap one's only five players but like i don't know it can't be first team all SEC if it's two teams in one. 
Like, are they they're doing a whole entire team? Like, non players don't don't often play in a game, and they're putting them in on an all SEC team. It's see, yeah. see, I disagree. I, I, TJ, this is kind of like your Aaron Rodgers take that it takes a whole team. Now, how often do you see basketball teams with just five players? And you don't. It takes eight or nine guys a lot of times to win ball games. How many people are on a football conference team, Scoots? I have no idea. Yeah, like eleven. They have one for each position. They don't have like a second team or you just you have a starting big, you have a starting forward, you have a yeah, wing in in football you have a guard and a point guard. It should be five people on your all conference team. Yeah, but in football, it's like you have the those are all I don't I don't even know how I'm trying to say this. Th- those are all positions you have. Whereas basketball, it's if you're taking the point guard out and bringing in the backup point guard, you still have that point guard position, and you need that sixth man to come in and, and help win you ball games. I, so, I agree. I agree with the eight eight guys. Scooch, where you're wrong though is this isn't an actual team. No, I understand that. I get They're not that. actually playing any I game. I get that. Although I've yeah, had the idea that you should have like a little all conference circuit, and who is everybody's watching that? And now that Nil's a thing, like throw up some cash or something. Oh boy, it'd be a real hoot. And then if that were the case, Scooch, then I would agree with you. But this is a this is ceremony. This is awarding the ideally the best five players. It should be the best five players in the conference because it's your starters. It's your first team. This is your first team this is the team that's going out there first it's not the first team and some bench um i i get what you're saying but it is that's how the sec does it they say it's the first team and we've got some some bench players but we'll leave it to you to guess which ones are which and it should just be five people and then you have the second five if you want to throw more into the second and third team who cares at that point that's fine with me which by the way tati washington severe wheeler those were second teamers roush am i right about that I believe so, yes. Yeah. Bruce Pearl, coach of the year. I think you really could could have made a case for for Calipari. I think you could have made a case for Musselman as well. Uh he he could have and I think you could make a case for Rick Barnes as well. I I it, it, it did I don't know. I guess you had to give it to somebody. Coach of the year is also a pickle award. It's like it's also just who do we who outperform which which team outperformed expectations is who you give coach of the year award to. Yeah, uh, sure. Uh, all right, so this is – I wanted to look this up, but – well, not to say that, and I don't have it in front of me anymore. Oscar combines – let's just say he's at two steals per game. So 3.5 steals or blocks per game. And those – let's just consider those stops because basically that's what they are. Yeah, uh, An- Anthony Davis, 4.7 blocks per game and then 1.4 steals. We'll just call that six. Um, I know, it's crazy. Six, <laughs> six, six individual stops per game. So Davis, obviously, but I bet Oscar's a little closer than than I at least thought, maybe what you all thought as well. Uh, let's get back to the story. Just, sex that, oh, man, those are just stupid numbers. My goodness. Hey, real yeah, quick, if Ty, Ty, if Ty Ty stays healthy all year, he finishes on the first team, right? If he didn't have to sit out, uh, probably you could make a good case for that, Scooch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that is just kind of you know, what if? I don't think it's a guarantee per se, but I would say uh, I would lean towards yeah, probably. I I really wish he would like have a twenty-five point plus game. No doy, who wouldn't? But <laughs> make me feel a little bit better. It, it I wanted to see it heading in 
to the to tournament play, but heck, go out there and do in the SEC tournament. That's fine with me. But yeah, uh, yeah, and we'll get to that on like tomorrow's show and stuff. But I feel like that is the aside from just winning the whole damn thing, the Ty Ty Washington balling out is is what I really want to see. His last big game was twenty eight against Tennessee, and I think he got hurt. What right after that? Yeah, it seemed like it. It's tough to keep track of when he got hurt because it's been so, like there's been so many ding ups for so many different players. Like you know, we yeah, the Tennessee game happened now. two games later was Auburn a week later at Auburn, and then he only played nine minutes. Yeah, it's been so. like nagging injuries for a lot of guys. Toppin's ankle, Wheeler getting knocked down. You had uh, obviously Washington. So seems like they're healthy though, and having six days between games is also a good thing. Yes, I would agree. Nice little break. Says, more Lucy. She's priceless. Everything's well, got a, every, takes are certainly more coherent than her dad's. Every, everything's got a price. Um, was that a – you think that was a, oh, there's more Lucy, or we want more Lucy? I think that they were happy to hear the coups and calls. As they should have been. I think they, oh. that, that was – that was sincere. I think that was a sincere text into the Thornton's text line. Oh, you can take this long one because you know. Because <laughs> I'm a better reader than you. Okay, TJ, you are so spot on about whether or not drinking is even worth it anymore. There was one weekend where I was just sat in all Saturday, watched college basketball, and went to bed at a reasonable hour. And my goodness, the benefit from feeling recharged the next day was so worth the sacrifice. As much as I love drinking and socializing with friends, all I think about is how bad I feel about the next day, which absolutely sucks. Well, you can't do that, Plumley, bro. You, you can't. You can't let your fear of tomorrow ruin your today. You got. If you, you if you, you are, start drinking it. earlier. And and while and while your sentiment is true. You gotta you gotta mentally move past that. Otherwise, you're just punishing yourself twice, really. So, what? And uh, yeah, drinking and hangovers are terrible. And the older you get, they're they're even more miserable. But when you're in the moment, Plumley, bro, enjoy your company. Well, and start. Here's what I always do. I start at like a lot of times before noon, so that way you're like good and done by seven, eight o'clock, ready to go to bed. Get a good night's sleep. What do you yep. mean by good and done? Like. Like where black you wanna, out? Where you want to be? No, I'm not trying to black out when I drink. It happens sometimes. That's not just, my goal. You just want to pass out. Yeah, exactly. What was, for, what was for dinner last night, Scoots? Um, chips, goldfish, goldfish, and BL numbs. Did you, you you didn't stop at any South End uh, fine dining? No, no, I didn't. I was ready to get home after the game. I'm sure. Sure. You know, it's kind of a not not an easy drive from Valley Station to uh old Jeffersonville. It was uh mm-hmm. yeah, it, it took me it did take me longer to get there from work though than it did to get home. So that was crazy. Did you have the goldfish in the car on the way home? Of course. Wow. So you get home and boom, you don't have to waste time on dinner. Uh no, so I, I only eat a few on the way home, just a little snack. I'll eat the, I eat the rest when I get home. So I do I do waste a little bit of time. It's like bat. It's like fries in a bag. Yeah. Except you're just yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, you're you're a national treasure, Justin. All right, let's go to our last break. We'll come back. We'll finish up the Thornton sex line and whatever else you all have on today's show. Have you figured out Scooter's theme? 
Oh, if gosh. not, it's listen to this thing. song is another hit. It's not, it's not hard. <laughs> Two, that's far shooter. Oh, you can count. Good for you. And you can count on me waiting for you in the parking lot. A little too tall, could have used a few pounds. Tight pants, points, hollering out. Sing she it. was a black hat beauty with big I am not tall and don't need a few pounds, so unfortunately not allowed to sing the rest. Way up high. Do love me some Tom Petty, though. Mm, Welcome back. Kentucky, Kentucky, <laughs> Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. On your Wednesday, text into the Thornton sex line, 502-414-1450. And uh, let's see, Bellarmine's coach. Uh, hold on. Jacksonville's head coach tweeted out, Jordan Mincy. Bellarmine University played an incredible game tonight. First-class program with high-character young men. Speaks volumes to the job Coach Davenport has done in taking the program from D2 to D1. This group of young men deserve the opportunity to play in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Tell everybody. So this was from Rutherford. He does his show on Big Exports Radio from 3 to 6. He said that Bellarmine staff, they really like Jordan Mincy, uh, first-year coach for Jacksonville. Yeah, new guy, yeah. And, and they really they, – I, I don't know I don't know the relationship or the connection or whatever it is. They really like that guy, though. And uh, Jacksonville's a good team. They, it was funny. It was like a physical style versus a three-point shooting style. And last night, the three-point shooting style now. But the physical style was, was right there and kept Jacksonville in the game. Um, but supposedly – with Bellarmine winning, well, this isn't supposed. Jacksonville State, not rivals. I guess I was wrong when I said that yesterday because they're not in the same state. Um, I, I thought I heard you say that. I was going to correct it, but I was like, maybe I heard that wrong. Well, you know, I just figured if both places are called Jacksonville, there's just going to be a natural rivalry. Yeah. No. Jacksonville. Like, they're in the like, same conference. So, like, like the, the same, you know, the like St. X, Cincinnati, and St. X are rivals, even though they're not really rivals. You know what I mean? Yeah. Who's the real say next? Jacksonville's main rival, though, is North Florida. Okay. Gotcha. Well, you know, I don't I don't care either for, for what it's worth. But supposedly, per Rutherford, they do not like the Jacksonville State coaches. They got in like a dust-up. Somebody like grabs oh. Scotty D or something like that. Well, it's because Ray Harper's the head coach, and he is a Class A jerk. I don't know how he can still – like you, I, I don't know why anybody would watch him coach a basketball game and be like, "Man, I want to play for that guy." He's just you, a screaming maniacal. You know what? Well, I thought people used to like him. So, can you explain what happened? Uh, I, that that I don't know, but I know he was at Wesleyan. I think he was at Kentucky Wesleyan forever. Correct. Correct. And then he yep. moved up, and then other people were like, "We're not putting up with this garbage anymore." Um, so I think he's like. One of those that's holding on to the old guard, and as times are changing and people aren't putting up with that stuff anymore, he's still just screaming like an idiot. 
Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. One so thing that, it's kind of bittersweet that like the staff that they like, they have to keep from the NCAA tournament at no real benefit to them. But I mean, obviously a huge benefit to them, but they don't get to the biggest benefit. They don't get to capitalize on. And instead it goes to a, a team yeah. and a staff that you don't, that you don't love so much. It's a pretty big shock when you're thinking of Ron Harper and you Google Ray Harper. <laughs> Uh, one thing that is pretty cool about Jacksonville, Artis Gilmore, the A train, he's uh, he's the color guy for the. Uh, oh, he's horrible. Is he? Oh, yeah. Oh, God. he's so bad. Was he there? Really? Last you're night? Def- you're going to defame the name of Artis Gilmore on these no, oh, big exports radio waves, just in case. I, I love, 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 love Artis Gilmore. I, I love what he did as a player, as a broadcaster. I cannot stand his voice. And I've listened. I listened to a lot of JU basketball when I lived down in Jacksonville. Wow. Well, <laughs> was he there? I last guess because he was. It was the rivals. He had to scout the rival. Well, I'll tell you this: the Bellerman play-by-play guy is really talented. I don't know who it is. Probably should know who it is. But I listened to a little bit of the game driving around. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he did a really good job. What do you think of him, Justin? Since you're Mister Play-by-Play. I had not heard him, but when I saw you tweet that yesterday, I was like, okay, this is somebody TJ got their break or he knows from back in the day, one of his friends. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't realize you actually didn't know the guy. <laughs> no, but, uh, no, but I did get luck at his big break. That's what I've heard. People do forget that. Uh, yeah. But it, it, uh, apparently Gilmore, the, when he came back for the first time during the regular season at Freedom Hall, they held a ceremony for him there, which is pretty cool. Um, and Dan Issel was in the house last night. So a big, uh, big Kentucky Colonels night at Freedom Hall for the night's win. Emphasis on the big. Those guys are huge. Yeah. Yeah. You ain't kidding. Yeah. Dan Issel had said that he wasn't cheering for Bellerman. Oh, wow. He said that, like, you know, he, he, he's rooting for both teams, but he'd rather the team that can go to the tournament actually win. Pretty but- sure um, Artis Gilmore knocked Kentucky. He had the NCAA tournament in like 1976 or something. That sounds right. Yeah, yeah, pretty sure. Um, man, Wolvo legend, Artis Gilmore. In 1970, there we go. Boom. The more you know, Mideast Regional Finals in Columbus, and Artis Gilmore had 24 points and 20 rebounds. Like oh, man. That sounds like a boring night for Oscar Sheboy. Yeah, that night, Dan Issel had uh, 28 points and 10 boards. They lost 100 to 106. Oh, my gosh. What a what game. A game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Without the three-point line. That's crazy. That's amazing. Gosh, shame on some of these Kentucky high school basketball coaches that take advantage of the shot clock, and you have games that are like 32 to 36 or something like that. Back in the 70s, look at that, college basketball. In the hundreds. That's sweet. Yep. Awesome. You know what else is awesome, TJ? A lot of things. Thornton's Refreshing Rewards app. You download it. You save money every time you go there to get a coffee or a donut. Uh, and they also sponsor our text line. 502-414-1450 is how you get in touch with the show. And a texter says, listening to those radios calls make me feel so thankful that we have Tom Leach. No, we're right on cue with our radio discussion. Uh, always <laughs> thankful. Leech is Leech is great. Um, I love the screaming Leech Twitter account, though. Yeah, I also appreciate too the um, like I heard the right state call 
when they want it. And we've had a few moments where, you know, you get the laughing Jeff Pecoro and we have the, I didn't need a signal, Tom. But those are those are few and far between. Wright State, their color guy just kept stepping off. Like this guy is trying to make a profound for the fourth time. And this one dude's just like, yes, yes. He just keeps screaming. It was kind of awesome, but also like, oh, man, just let, just let him finish. Let him finish talking. Super frustrating as the play-by-play -play guy. Oh, gosh, Justin. Seriously, though. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it is. I hate when calls get stepped on. But luckily, I work with really good guys as my color, so that rarely happens. Are you are you done for the year? Was the sixth region championship oh, your last game? Nope. I've got a doubleheader on Saturday. I got to go all the way to Washington, Indiana, the home of the home of the Zellers. Oh wow! Sectional action? Uh, it'd be regional. Regional. Okay. Yep. Now who knows with the Indiana system? Yeah, a bunch I of losers. Like Thirty champions. That's that's Give been a tough. There. That's been the tough thing for me this week, calling Kentucky playoffs, having to just learn how it all works because it's so much different than Indiana. The participation crossroads of America, Roush, just to give everybody <laughs> a championship. Well, whoever wants one, you go ahead and take it. It's like corn. Uh, Texted in 502-414-1450. That would be a fun little bit for you, Justin. It, well, a, a bit, a.k.a., you know, maybe your job. Uh, just pull up different radio calls throughout the tournament of like critiquing you know, them. <laughs> that would be fun. We, we can just play them and we can judge them. Yeah, that'd be good. Ooh, that's great. That's great Thursday material. Maybe maybe Wednesday or two. No, yeah, maybe like a Tuesday once the tournament gets going because that'll be you know slow day after everything kind of dies down. Yeah, yeah, just whatever. Yeah, I'll dig some up. There we go. I'll just say if there's a big shot, if you can find it. If not, you know. We don't we don't have too high of expectations here at, at KRC. Nope, uh, not at all. A texter says nothing made me miss the city of Louisville more than that shot of shenanigans last night. Man. Shenanigans when it's rocking and rolling. Great Good point. Food shenanigans too. What's that? Food at shenanigans as well. Don't oh, sleep yeah, they, on their food. They have a uh, their chicken sandwich. We call it the pterodactyl wing because it is. I mean, it's as big as it's as big as my hand, Roush. I mean, no joke. And I've got pretty big hands. No big deal. Bigger than uh, Kenny Pickett's hands? Definitely, definitely, definitely. Wow. Bigger than twice the size of Trump's hands. Wow. I'm. Uh, Definitely bigger than Uncle Jack from Always Sunny, although not as big as his fake hands. <laughs> oh wow this 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 texture brings up a good point, and now I'm livid. Georgia Tech benched their two best starters in the first half for disciplinary reasons. That's from Steve. What a load of crap, Josh Pastner. What the hell are you doing? It's the last game of the year. I watched that whole, I watched that whole game, and I didn't know that. How did the announcers not bring that up? Gosh, that is a load of crap because they came back. I mean, they only lost by 10, but they were down by, what, like 17 and a half? DeVoe didn't play in the first half? Could have sworn he played in the first half. Oh, well. They 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 stink. Yep. Stink out loud. UofL's bench was, like, super into it. I guess they, you know, I don't know if they had, like, a heart-to-heart -heart where it was like, you know, if we're going to go out, let's go out having some fun. But it was kind of cute to see for, like, having such a miserable season that they've had. They, they look like they were having fun. First time all season. 
and you know, and, and they're not. I don't. We 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 like to have some fun with them. I would guess that they lose tonight, but they could they could knock Virginia out of the tournament. That you know that's something worth playing for in its own right. Is just being able to send those nerds to make sure that they're sitting out on Selection Sunday just like you all are. So yeah, you never know. They, they they you win one more tonight, then could start to get a little fun. Yeah, could be could be a blast. Could be a blast. Oh, all right. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. The Jacksonville team that Artis Gilmore was on in 1970 went to the championship game in the NCAA tournament before losing to UCLA. They averaged seven feet on the front line, seven two, seven foot, and six ten. The seven footer was Pembroke Burroughs, and that's from Steve. Thanks, Steve, for the history lesson. Uh, oh. That's pretty wild. Yeah, I was trying to look up the other leading scorers. Um, because I, I would not have gotten to Burroughs because he only had eight points in that game. But that is that is crazy. I also appreciated too how I mean, granted, that was the nature of the tournament back then where you had less teams in, so you didn't have to win as many in a row. But like, you know, San Francisco has multiple championships, Seattle, you know, all because they had like some studs. Jacksonville played in the championship game. Uh Western Kentucky with uh Jim Master, or is it was it Jim Master? I think that's right, who took them to the final four, you know, like you get that every once in a while. Like, uh, did, did Curry did Curry get Davidson in the Final Four? Was that just Elite Eight? They didn't go to the Final Four. Yeah, Elite, Elite eight. eight. Okay. They lost in the Elite Eight. It was an awesome game. I'm trying to think of some other good Final Four runs with, like, a dude just going nuts. Because uh, UConn. Yeah, UConn but UConn was at least established. I, I guess our other Cinderella's have just been good Cinderella teams. Um, Johnny Jazang, there you go. UCLA, historically a very bad basketball program. Yes, historically, of course. Yes. Uh, Texture on the Thornton's text on 502-414-1450 says, Mail North Oral would have been the KOB championship, but Mail lost. Was oh, it Mayo? I thought, I thought wow. North Oral lost. No, I, I think I, that, that was right. Uh, and then North Laurel lost to whoever Mail lost to. Ah, okay, gotcha. Yeah, that but maybe you you never know. Uh, It's always a good thing to have the best player when it comes to the Sweet Sixteen, and North Laurel has the best player, not the male Bulldogs. Who in the right mind would name their child Peter Kiss? Who's Peter Kiss? Peter Kiss is going to the NCAA tournament because Bryant beat the hell out of Wagner, and then there was a fight in the stands, and they had to. Pause the game for like 25 minutes. Do you see that guy in the USA jersey just get rocked in the face multiple times? I, I still have not seen a good video of the fight. It was all kind of far away. Though I, I haven't seen any of the like cameras in the stands kind of videos, um, which I'm sure have the, some of the better photos. No, this, this was the, like, I, I think this is the one that you saw. Um, and it wasn't like a huge fight. It was kind of just like pushing back and forth. But in that, there's actually a few fists flying that you, if you look in the background, you can see. Mm. And this, yeah, this this kid, incidentally, I mean, somebody was definitely trying to punch somebody, but he almost just like falls into the punch. And then I think he's knocked out, but he kind of starts getting pushed around and then he takes another one and it's just, it's not, it's not good. And then they just made all the, uh, what's, what's, was that the Wagner students leave? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
which whew, <laughs> that was that was a weird weird yeah, scene I mean, and, maybe you shouldn't have two student sections right next to one another a bunch of college kids where i'm guessing if they're not serving alcohol then the kids have snuck it in themselves maybe don't have them right next to one another i don't know yeah that, that, not a bad idea great idea not not a bad idea just keep them away roush don't sleep on north laurel pikeville matchup pikeville finished the season 31 and 2 oh that's good to hear should be a good game. I uh, I guess the only way you can watch it is if you pay for that NS NFHS thing. Uh, but th this is we are back to the year though where it's conflicting with. Uh, or did it conflict with the NCAA tournament last year? I guess it was just it didn't conflict with the SEC. Uh, so it, it felt like it it stood on its own. Uh, but I know mail they they play like the Friday morning game. So hell, uh, I think the wife might get out and go. You know, wow. show some school spirit. Yeah. Well, it's about time that she got a break from work. You know, those teachers, they don't they don't get enough of them. <laughs> I'm kidding. Teachers, you all are great. John here, good basketball morning, my friends. Wow, the heat is on. Those Bryant Bulldogs in the nation's leading scorer, Peter Kiss, got those Wagner fans throwing haymakers. Could they become a David and defeat some Goliath in the tournament? Stories are being written and excitement is setting in. Hey, what's... What is today's most exciting game that everyone should definitely tune into? We'll got to go talk to you later. Who? Um, the Tom Crean, the Tom Crean farewell, farewell tour. Say goodbye to Tom Crean. Man, how many people are going to be there? I mean, it's it's usually bad in Nashville, but like this is Tampa. Like, who's going yeah. to that? You may have a uh, few. You may have a few Georgia fans that live down there trickle in. Maybe would you? I mean, it's probably just Kentucky fans that got all session like a book. Did they even still do the books anymore? I feel like that's a waste of money. They do the books. Yeah. Oh, uh, you, you mad bro college plays in the American East semifinals. No. Oh. That's always a good time. Nice. Yeah, there. Uh, it's, not a, it's not an amazing day of basketball. Yeah, just nice background, uh, nice background noise for most of the day today. Which probably means today will be like just filled with last second <laughs> shots left and right. Yeah, like Syracuse and Florida State will somehow get in a barn burner. It'll be like six overtimes. Yeah. <laughs> six Xavier Butler. Six different Bayheims on Syracuse's team are scoring like thirty points. Mm -hmm. Buddy and his buddy, Jim. Buddies, oh, Aaron Rodgers had to consult with Joe Rogan before signing his contract. Yeah, I, I'll, <laughs> let's never forget that moment in time when grown adults, a lot of journalists, so like, you know, people that have gone to college multiple years, literally cried on social media because they felt misled about Aaron Rodgers' vaccination status. Let's never let that moment in history escape us. Because that was a real thing that happened. Grown men that have families went on social media and started crying because somebody that they've never met before in their entire life didn't fully disclose their medical history to them personally. So that was amazing. Uh, great, great moment. But I'm happy that um, whether he's vaccinated or unvaccinated, he'll be playing his football in Green Bay because I certainly don't care. We, TJ, we had, 
We had some similar outrage yesterday, too, on the other side, because Rex Chapman is going to be in the Turner Studios doing some analysis during the NCAA tournament. And uh, Yeah, I'm, I'm totally outraged by this. This is absolutely unacceptable. Um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Former pro basketball player is going to talk basketball on television. I, I, you know, I, I, not, not a Twitter follow for me, but if he is for you, then that's certainly and perfectly okay um my only my only question is like is he watching a lot of college basketball because it seems like while these shows and when you get some of the nba guys it's entertaining they mm -hmm. they've watched as much college basketball as i i mean i don't they haven't watched a lot of it right they, right they, and, I, and i don't, I don't, I don't know and like or two in Rex's uh, Twitter persona has uh, changed. Like it's not as much stealing videos anymore, and it's even not as political um, as it was there for a little while. So I, I don't know. I don't know what he's been up to, but Rex was good when he did the stuff for UK. So I'm sure he'll be doing his homework before he puts on a suit and goes into the studio. Yeah, some people didn't love him with UK. A lot of singing and like stuff like that. But he's got an unbelievable basketball resume. That if he's talking basketball, I, I, you should be interested. But I would like it if he knew about the teams he was talking about. But from a basketball standpoint, uh, obviously experienced. I, I didn't also like the cow rumors before the 2014 national championship, but whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. People do forget about that. People do forget about that. Uh, Texter mm -hmm. says, um, "Oh, TJ, help me out here. How many more games did Green Bay win in the last postseason than the Steelers?" Oh, you guys how many? Got your Super Bowls with three QBs. We had Neil O'Donnell take us there. Enjoy revisiting the Don Majowski era of Packer QBs once Aaron's done. Wow, suck it, TJ. How, Justin, do you do you remember how many more games the Packers won in the post than the Steelers? Pretty sure it was the same. Well, uh, round further, so suck it. But yeah, you didn't same but, but one round further. But one, did you win? Uh, one round, round further, though. Same amount of playoff wins. Yeah, you can't suck get to the Super Bowl if you don't get to the divisional round. That's what I've always said my whole life. I think that was my grandpa's last words to me. <laughs> Texter says, Hannah better watch out. She might come home early and find TJ and Aaron Rodgers. What a slurp fest. Oh, I <laughs> <laughs> I'm just getting started, bro. Oh, man. The slurp fest, oh, man. You know, it's a bit. Obviously, I do love Aaron Rodgers. Oh, oh it's uh, obviously a bit. This is, yeah, def <laughs> definitely not, def definitely just a bit. You can't call someone, you can't call someone the best QB when they don't score a touchdown in a home divisional playoff game. Rodgers is amazing, but he can't get it done when it matters. I don't think that was a baby that texted. And I think that was a smart, factual speaking human being. More Super Bowls than the AFC North and the NFC North starting quarterback combined. One. I'll throw in the NFC North while we're at it. We were, were we still, we were talking about our gory days and we, uh, we needed to stop that. Uh, were we in high school when Aaron Rodgers won his Super Bowl? I sure as heck wasn't, buddy. <laughs> I sure as heck wasn't. So good just, try. Just a couple years was that? Uh, it was the year 2011 of our Lord. Oh, so my first year of college. <laughs> well, again, not high school. So another point. <laughs> <laughs>
And let's just call it like it is. A.J. Dillon got hurt in that playoff game, and it threw off the entire game plan of the offense, and that's the reason they didn't have success. Not because Aaron Rodgers didn't pass it to a wide-open Lazard and instead threw it into triple coverage to Devontae Adams. Certainly not because of that. Good morning, guys. Alex from Colga here. Meant to text list last night. Do you think Mark Few had a couple celebratory road beers after Gonzaga ran for struggled through another wildly mediocre conference tournament? Never forget the preferential treatment West Coast. Nicer Coach K gets in the media. Oh, man. The road beers. I shouldn't be laughing at that, but gosh. Good text, Alex. Got off, got off easy. You are right. If uh, There's a lot of coaches that would not get the treatment that that few gets it is weird who the media decides they like and who they don't like yeah all because all you have to do is give them a little scoop it takes so little to get us to sell out very easily persuaded what do we got next uh texter on the thornton's text line says if you aren't a pro color oh i i see what you're saying if you aren't a pro color back off justin when he's play by play that's right Play by play. Love that. Louisville making it to the semi or championship game makes the bachelor party more fun, says one texter. Oh, that's true. That's about my team get a lot rowdier if uh if U of O was playing. Yeah, that's true. That's not that would be that would be silly if they like if they win tonight, then we're in. We're in for a night of Vegas U of L fun. What what like just what you know, it's it's not as ridiculous as the Kentucky scenario in women's basketball, but like, you know, they weren't that low, but they were pretty low and went on a run. Now they rattled off some wins at the end of the regular season, but just like let's for for poops and giggles, if 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 they did go on a run to the ACC championship game, just how how obnoxious would these Louisville fans be if they ended up in the NCAA tournament? Uh, rightfully so, uh, to be, to be fair, my one to be fair for today, but like rightfully so with the year that they've had, but I will say like historically weak ACC, mm-hmm. I, I think they win tonight. I do. You want, oh, you want to skip the juice there? Yeah. Are we just going spread? I was just going money line, but yeah, I mean, what what is the spread? <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. We'll we'll talk later. I don't uh hold on. Okay. I I, I want to see the whole bracket. Here we go. So if they win, they'd play North Carolina. Could they get North Carolina? Yeah. I mean they had him at home, if not for Big Cot and his shenanigans. So yeah. I think they could. And then it'd be Notre Dame. Like, you know, Notre Dame's not scaring anybody just to get to the championship. Okay. Possible. Yeah. I, I think they win tonight, as, as crazy as it is. Um, but they, they look like they were having more fun. Of course, they played really well, and then Georgia Tech got it to five. Did, did they get it any closer than that? I'm not sure. Yeah. It's pretty TJ, cool. I'm not doing it with you. Virginia Great. getting or giving six. I definitely would take U of L in the points. And that means some nice juice on the money line. All right. We will be back tomorrow to talk all about it. Everybody have a great 
day. Thanks for texting into the Thornton's text line. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Rash, and Peter Open Gangnam Style. Gangnam Style.